Hello everyone, Good Life Housing Partners, episode 8. Rohan Gupta here with David Fong and wanted to catch everyone up as it's been a busy week of traveling to several cities in the U.S. and getting a feel of how some economies and cities are starting to rebound and how people are getting back out there or in some cases not. So, uh, David, you and I had the pleasure to visit Nevada, specifically northern Nevada in the fine biggest little city in the world, Reno. Um, you stayed longer than I did, obviously. So, you know, any high-level thoughts as, uh, as we look back on how last Tuesday was? Yeah, Reno was interesting. It was my first time, actually, to Reno. Um, and in some ways, I, I was a little surprised. I thought the city would be more like Vegas. Um, and it was uh, very different, especially from the perspective of you know, how many people are wearing masks and, and how many people are uh, seem to be more concerned about COVID and if there's sort of this air of fear about. Um, like Nevada, since it, like Las Vegas, it's in Nevada, so restaurants are open. And uh, what was interesting was I did see a lot of people in restaurants and people did wear masks, uh, but they were, uh, you know, they took it off to eat, but they were also very sensitive of, of you know, their environment. Definitely a lot more cautious than what I saw in Dallas. And uh, Vegas was a lot less uh, cautious. In fact, on the Strip, when I was there last week, um, there were there was actually it was pretty crowded on the Las Vegas Strip. Not as crowded as it is in normal times, but it was still there was large crowds. And I have to say, half the people wore masks, and, and a good chunk of people did not. In fact, yeah, you know, I think maybe people were wearing masks really just because casinos require them, and they need to to have them to to get in. And so that was the biggest thing that, that stuck out in my mind about Reno. What about you? What were your thoughts? I think, I think you know, definitely mask wearing is, in, is, is the most spotable, you know, physical uh, piece of, you know, clothing or protection equipment that you're going to see that's, you know, very easy to, to, you know, define how safe or unsafe a city is and, and what they're doing. I, but I think what I noticed is that, like, as I was talking to people in Reno, that there, there tends to be a little bit more of a sense of, maybe it's not pessimism, it's not even, it's, it's probably a little bit cynical about, like, you know, where, you know, how long is it going to, you know, be like this, and where it's going, and, you know, and, and just, I think people kind of have a, a tendency, and I don't know what it is, I'm not sure where it comes from, I mean, there, Reno's basically on the California border, and there is a, you know, quite a bit of California people that live in Reno for a variety of reasons. I assume taxing be one of the primary ones, but it, you know, you are seeing that as you go into different cities and you start talking to people, whether it be you know somebody at your hotel or somebody that you're actually meeting with or whatever it is, that there you get varying points of view. And a lot of times, whatever that city's view or culture is around the virus tends to drift into how people feel about it in general. And for the most part, unlike normal times where people are traveling and they're getting different points of view, you've kind of been in this own, your own silo or your own state or specifically city for the most part for like, we're now going seven, eight months here. And so that tends to read right into how people feel about a number of things beyond the virus. Like, where is the economy going? Where is, you know, where, you know, what is going to happen with a presidential election? And what, 
you know, a number of things start to like all kind of cascade around the overall sentiment of that city. And that was one of the interesting things I noticed as we were kind of, you know, going through this kind of three city tour this week. Yeah. The other interesting contrast I noticed was in comparison was when you looked at the students at the University of Nevada, Reno, a lot, many of them were most of them for the most part were wearing masks. And, you know, la- the week before last week, I was in Utah and I was at um, BYU and there there weren't that many kids really wearing masks. And I think in some ways it kind of reflected that overall feel in that city, too, and restaurants and other uh, uh, places that I visited, you know, even even in businesses, you know, people were kind of, you know, wink, wink. You don't have to wear that in here if you don't want to and that kind of stuff. And then there's, there's definitely a different uh, Well, Utah was one of the states that had like the lowest yeah. amount of cases. And Nevada didn't have a really high case, but it had in certain spots it got some, yeah. some higher, you know, hot spots or whatever. Yeah, and it and it also and it also seems kind of odd with the environment too, because you're surrounded by these mountains and there's this fresh yeah. air, and you feel kind of strange, you know, wearing a mask really. Well, but, but by the same token, Reno, you know, definitely gets some of the. It definitely was having a lot of yeah. the fire. The Northern California fires were affecting it because it's so close to that border. So that's yeah, that city, which normally has, I think, a pretty blue skyline, yeah. um, and sort of in a valley. It actually was it's pretty was pretty gray actually. Yeah, and it's pretty, pretty smoggy. smoggy. Yeah, um, it's pretty interesting. Yeah, in some that. ways it's like California when we had the bad smog days in the past. Yeah, yeah, it was. It really was. It looked. I mean, it looked ominous in a lot of ways. And then, um, and then the other big contrast in in, in our travels was D- Dallas. <laughs> yeah, where so, um, like Utah, but even more so, I think uh, there was. Less mask wearing, I, I kind of felt that when people wore masks, in some ways they were doing it, in, you know, out of spite because they felt that, you know, you know, or uh, places they were at required them, like, like at a restaurant or at airports. But I could tell there was definitely a certain defiance. I felt that they didn't want to, and when they were the defiance. Where did you feel the defiance? No, I got, like at like at the bars. I felt like. They didn't they want to wear it there. The no, they bars. weren't we- exactly. They weren't wearing it because they just. I'm at a bar. I'm here to enjoy myself. I'm here to network, socialize, whatever it is, meet meet, meet significant others, etc. So why is that a defiance? What does that mean? Well, they're supposed to be wearing it, right? I don't know. <laughs> if, if, if they're outside, yeah. Uh, I, I I think that's the rule in Dallas. Is it? Although I think it got re- re- uh, revoked this week from by the governor. Oh, yeah, I, yeah. I don't think so, anyone so, was wearing masks. But no there. one was wearing it when we were there. Actually, the only one, in fact, we were at a particular event um, where we were actually in a ballroom. And uh, although there was doors in the back, uh, a couple of doors in the back that lead out to a balcony and, and the you know golf course, open air, a lot of fresh air. But there were about 80 to 100 people in the ballroom. And I realized that the only one wearing a mask when I was in a lull in the, in the event's activities, I, I looked around and I realized the only one wearing the mask was actually the mayor of the city uh, of Irving, who was probably in his 70s. And it, and it made me realize, like, huh, you know, he's the only one wearing the mask in here. No one, no one wears it. And so it was just very interesting to me. And, and no one seemed to mind. Everyone was, yeah, everyone had a good time. It wasn't like anyone was purposely trying to get cough on people, get anyone sick. Everyone was just enjoying themselves and, and you know, just sort of seemed to be enjoying the freedom to finally, you know, demask. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if they were. Maybe that's where I. That's where maybe maybe I feel there's a defiance. I think they were. They've been like that. I I think you you might have been enjoying freedom. (laughs) 
That's true. That's true. It, it, it you know, that's good. I, yeah, I, I, I haven't been to Dallas in a while, so yeah, this is my first time back. I, so I mean, I think they've been like that. I don't think that there was just like some. Hey, David's yeah. in town. Everyone masked off. Yeah. But, but but that also is reflective of how their attitude has been. I guess right. Maybe during I mean, this whole time. I mean, it looks like it's fine. I don't know. Yeah, it yeah. looks fine to me. Like it was like. I don't, sure. We didn't get the email about the super spreader event, did we? Yeah. Like, that was at the Trump level, right? True. There's only Trump and the chaos. <laughs> but I, th- I think overall, like, you, you just, as you travel and you see again, like, how, you know, different people within different, within different cities just have a, it, you know, it, it's a, it's starkly contrast, you know, and it, and I'm not saying one is more successful than the other, though I'll, I'll tell you, Dallas is a hell of a lot more pleasant than everywhere else I went, so, um, it, it definitely it was, in, you know, nice to be in a place that, you know, things were just feeling like 2019 again. Yeah. Well, I think that's, we all want that, right? We all are, are tired. And I think we, I mean, it was enjoyable too, because you didn't have to think about that, those kinds of things. Yeah. You focused on socializing, networking, and, you know, maybe doing deals and, and going back to regular pre-COVID life. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I haven't heard any cases, so we'll see what happens, but it seemed fine. Actually, you know, it really, I think they actually more or less, you know, started that, you know, when we were at the event, they started with a pretty, you know, tight math policy, but as the day wore on, like, people just kind of, the masks came off, and I, and I think for the most part, it was open air type stuff, which I don't, the weather was pretty good, so it, it was able to, that was able to happen without any issue, but, um, Maybe it's a subconscious defiance. Then it's like you said. We started out. Everyone, I mean, everyone I don't know listening if it's real to the defiance. rules. I, I think then, that's from then, your standpoint. No, but in the end, it's it's defiance in the sense of we all realize. You know what? I'm not. This I'm I'm being too paranoid. See, I'm, I don't, I'm too I don't worried get about it. Ca- it's like it's not like they came to L.A. and they're like, oh look, there's this L.A. guy. Everyone take the mask off. No, like, no, 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 no. <laughs> I'm, I'm talking about that. That at the end of the, like you said, they began. The event. I think they don't. They didn't like. They just like stopped caring to, about yeah, it. Yeah, but that's my point. They stopped caring about it. But it's not. That's not defiance. The defiance is like, hey, I'm taking. A well, defying, <laughs> ignoring the, the the requirement. I don't know what the that's requirement. Why, that's is. what I'm saying. It didn't seem to have that, one. that type so, of defiance. I mean, nobody was like, hey, get out of my get out of my place because you guys want masks yeah. on. It didn't seem like you know. Like, it no. wasn't like Whole Foods, like, you can't come in here No, no, I agree. It, it was not caring anymore. Like, yeah. forget about this rule. And, and let's, let's... But I don't know if it was a rule. Like, you're saying it's a rule. I don't know if it was a rule. I think people were just doing it at the beginning of the day as a, as a precaution. It wasn't a rule that you had to or had not. I don't know. Because I didn't even see any signs that you have to have a mask on. Now I'm just trying to think if... I didn't see any. Like, there was nowhere those restaurants we went to and stuff that... Yeah, I think they encouraged you to wear one before you sat down or you know before as you were getting there but once you were at your table or your area then you could just take it off yeah, I, again what we're trying to get to is that like different part of the, parts of the country are going to move at different speeds on reopening and I think to some degree that's probably the way the world's going to be for a while and you cannot and there's no probably I don't know what's the right way of doing it, but this is sort of one way of doing it. And if you want to continue on like a business pace and you want to do stuff, you know, you, you might have to take that approach if you want to get stuff done. I'm not, I'm not, and it's probably a little bit callous. I don't know. I mean, it's probably, you know. Well, I think you have to, it, like you said, it, it varies and you have to kind of win in Rome, do like the Romans. It, 
I mean, it's like in Dallas, if you think about it, there's a lot more. We're starting to see a lot more transactions come yeah. to the market, a lot of people asking us or approaching Business us about, I've, I've, got ten, yeah, I've got 1031 buyers, this and that, and asking us about our assets. And, and I think that's continuing. In yeah. maybe in some some markets it's still a little little more frozen. Yeah, you know, like I don't know, if, you know, like I don't know, if Reno is like, you know, uh, you know, going crazy with deals right now. Well, I haven't not. seen any out of that, but yeah. I've seen a couple out of Vegas, but it's much less. You know, sporadic. the volume is yes. nothing compared and to it's sporadic. Here, and, I, and I know of a lot of deals that thought they were going to close didn't close. Yeah, and and so I think there's you still have that stop start kind of situation in, in a lot of markets and i think it's all dependent on the the environment and, and that, that climate in that uh, market and i think that's what what we're seeing and in some ways it's also see you're seeing some and it's part of my trip too you know i went to look at look at some industrial and flex office type transactions and there i'm surprised to see properties that seem pretty attractive on a cap rate basis and from a risk adjusted return basis and it's it's I'm surprised that there's not a lot of other competing bidders in this. Whereas if you look at the sort of apartment space where we're in, we're constantly seeing other buyers in that pool, and so it's you know starting to get a little crowded. And interestingly enough, in these other sort of overlooked areas, and and these are deals that are you know focusing on revenue from smaller tenants, um, not necessarily the big large institutional type industrial deals where you have large logistic type tenants like Amazon. You know Tesla and other people like that. Um, I think there's some interesting opportunities. It's sort of a market inefficiency, which I think is, you know, the kind of things we like. Yeah, I think you're definitely starting to see some market and and even really, you know, micro market inefficiencies. I think that's really starting to kind to come uh, to surface. All right, as we wrap this this episode up. David, your number of the week. I think you had something interesting on the jobs. On the job front, yeah, my number is 837,000, which is the initial jobless claims for last week that was reported this past Thursday by the Department of Labor. Uh, what's interesting to me about that is, again, it, it was actually slightly less than what it was the prior week, which was 873,000, so about a 40,000 difference. Um, but it is also less than the 850,000 that we expected. So it's still showing slow but improvement um, in our economy um, it's it's still significantly off obviously pre-covid where this number was at 200,000 but we're showing improvement and i think that's true all around things are definitely thawing and, and we're seeing more opportunities start to come out there and i think that will just keep continuing despite the chaos that we just had this past week um, when I was in Dallas, too, I watched the debate, and that was an interesting show, a circus show to watch. But then uh, who would have known, you know, by the end of the week, we would have even more of a show with, with Trump catching the uh, coronavirus. And, and then today, actually, I guess his press secretary, Kellyanne, got it. And so, uh, you know, it's just, uh, but on the interesting side, the market went up today over 400 points. And I think the market's kind of accepted this chaos and this you know, expecting some sort of normalcy returning uh, with, with uh, you know, Biden leading the polls. So they think that Biden, I think, is, or at least priced it in, that we'll have maybe some sort of return to less chaos. Yeah. I think my, my number is actually uh, is one. And, and so I actually go back a few podcasts, and that was back in, at the beginning of the NFL season, the NFL had had 26,000 tests and it basically got one positive 
And so they started the season on time and everything was normal. This past weekend, actually Friday, they got one positive test on the New England Patriots, and that was the starting quarterback, Cam Newton, which caused them to initially postpone the game. And as we sit here on Monday, October 5th, they decided to go ahead and play that game. And that number one shows you that initially the NFL, which had probably done a tremendous job in kind of holding down or whatever they were doing to quarantine and, and not you know, letting the virus out, have any outbreaks or any teams like that or anything. Eventually, you now have a situation where one player got it, happens to be the star quarterback of the New England Patriots, and they probably could have easily postponed this and moved this to another week, but they decided to go ahead and play the game anyways, and it shows you kind of the NFL and maybe just overall like how some businesses are looking at the virus and how to kind of essentially play through it. Yeah. Um, on the other side, the, you know, the Titans got 19 cases and they have now postponed the game fully and might be postponed another week. But the clear number to me is one. And that's one person got it, even though it's a very important player that got it. Um, they decided that, hey, this is probably going to be a part of this season at least, and uh, we're going to figure out ways to play through it, and it probably isn't going to make you know uh, a ton of headlines in a week filled with them, but it, I think, is a pretty clear indication that the, this business has decided to definitely play through certain things. Yeah. And um, I think, real estate, will, yeah, I think yeah. real estate will, will do that, too. I think people real estate will, will do that, deals. too. And I think, well, I think real estate will do that, too, because it's a pretty resilient asset. But I think you're going to see operators, some will play through these things and some won't. And we'll see, you know, in another year, two, five years, where the folks that played through, where they ended up. Yeah. So, all right, folks, that does it for episode eight. Thank you very much. Please, any comments, questions, suggestions, anything you got, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, Rohan Gupta and David Fong signing off. David, any last words? No, be safe, everyone.